Kenya's economic growth picks up in quarter one, while Angola's economic growth decelerates to a two-year low. From over 975 cities and 121 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Following the passing of the Sustainable Cocoa Initiative into law, the Ghanaian government has reaffirmed its willingness to comply with the regulation. The law, which came to pass on the 28th of June, aims to track cocoa beans to curb deforestation and weed out child labor along the value chain. However, the Environment and Social Justice Initiative by the EU comes at a cost for both farmers and consumers. West African analyst with the K Financial, Ondir Oganga, joins us for this episode. The government of Ghana says it is committed to implementing and adhering to the European Union's Sustainable Cocoa Initiative. Speaking at the Qatar Economic Summit ahead of the law coming into effect, the president of Ghana, Nanado Danko Akufuado, said the government is doing its best to address some of the issues that have been raised by the European Union. The EU has posed some questions. We have done our best to respond to it. Several... uh, Meetings have taken place both in Accra and in Brussels to explain the, 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 the topography of the Ghanaian industry, to show exactly what is done. And we're, we're confident that uh, the allegation that child labor forms an important part of, uh, of our cocoa, but it's not an allegation that has any foundation in fact, and that we will, when the legislation is... Uh, uh, enacted that we will meet the requirements of the legislation. We're very confident, but there's a lot that still needs to be done for us to be able to get the full value chain. I mean, the cocoa industry is is amazing. It's a what, $110 billion a year industry, and the producing countries, Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana, who between the two are responsible for some 66, 67% of world output, don't even make 10% of the of, of, of the value of that of that industry, right. and that is the reason why the need for us to intensify measures and the policies that would allow us to get there has become so critical. The Sustainable Cocoa Initiative was passed later into law and came into effect at the end of June. The law will ensure that agricultural commodities, including cocoa, are not grown on deforested land. Father, the law seeks to protect miners by policing and rooting out child abuse in the supply chain. While the law seeks to protect farmers and the environment, the new changes will come at a cost which will likely be passed on to consumers. It is trying to cut down on EU consumption of harmful environmental practices. So you mentioned deforested land. You mentioned things like child labor. Uh, and really what the onus is, is, uh, you know, this is trying to cut down on what it is that these farmers are actually potentially going to be doing or potentially going to be exposed to. And so uh, really what it seeks, really who's going to be impacted, as you mentioned, are the consumers. But it's going to be a lot of the companies uh, that are going to have to implement this and going to have to pass on the cost the consumer. So people like uh, Nestle, Ferrero uh, and Mars are really going to have to crack down on this law. The new law builds not only on responsible business practice, but also decent income for cocoa farmers. 
While cocoa is an $110 billion industry, Ghana and Ivory Coast, who produce 65% of wild cocoa beans, do not make up to 10% revenue. Farmers in the respective countries make less than 6% of every chocolate bar sold. To address the inequality at the international market, Ghana and Ivory Coast initiated a dialogue aimed at increasing the price of cocoa beans. This process led to an agreement with traders and cocoa industry on the living income differential, a 400 US dollar per ton premium paid on top of the price on future markets. However, farmers in Ivory Coast are yet to see the new prices reflect on their bottom line. I'm angry. Because we work hard. But even when the government sets a price for cacao, buyers on the ground don't respect it. These big groups steal from us. They don't respect the contract and they don't respect us. They don't respect the farmers. In hindsight, the executive secretary of Côte d'Ivoire Ghana Cocoa Initiative says until farmer poverty is addressed, efficacy in the value chain is wishful thinking. A new cocoa is demanded in the market. Cocoa produced sustainably, and we need to ensure that anyone that feels that sustainability is just about deforestation is not the case. Deforestation or any human right abuse seen in the cocoa sector are the consequence of poverty. And we need to tackle the root cause. In a bid to tap into the profitable chocolate industry, some local investors have taken it upon themselves to add value to cocoa beans and export chocolate products. According to co-founder of 57 Chocolate, a local chocolatier in Ghana, value addition is the only way to ensure better returns for cocoa farmers and the Ghanaian economy. When we started adding value to cocoa and making a finished product out of it, making chocolate bars out of it, People were initially quite skeptical because a lot of people feel like, hmm, made in Africa, hmm, I, I, I prefer Swiss chocolate or I prefer, you know, chocolate from the UK. Um, and so when we start producing more and consuming more of our, of our products, it, it will help boost the economy, it'll help encourage other people to go into industries and start creating, not only with cocoa, but with the many resources that we have here in Ghana. With 18 months to fully implement and adhere to the sustainability law, Fifi Boafo, the public affairs officer at Ghana Cocoa Board, says the country will do everything to comply. We, we need to protect our environment. It is okay. critical. It is critical to protect our environment because if, if we look at our the geography of our country, cocoa production is within the, our forest zones. Mm. And our forest zones, that is where the, the rainfall pattern is better. In a situation where we are cutting our forest and doing illegal mining, yeah. definitely it will have effect on our production as a country. So if we are able to deal with that, it helps. One problem which we've also even identified, and it's even the major problem when it comes to irrigation, is the Galamse, where the river bodies, which we are supposed to use yeah. for irrigation. Now the color is polluted. Yes, hugely polluted. So you're unable to use it, and it's even adding to the costs of the irrigation system we are trying to introduce. Because you have to then use boreholes, so yeah. sinking the boreholes and all that. And sometimes the water quality and the water levels, yeah. the quantity you'll be able to get 
for the purpose is also deforestation is becoming a growing concern satellite maps of ivory coast and ghana show that cocoa production was linked to 360,000 over total 962,000 hectares of deforestation since the year 2000 of protected areas in Cote d'Ivoire. In Ghana, 26,000 of the total 193,000 hectares of deforestation land was converted into cocoa plantations. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index closed virtually unchanged at 76,224, hovering around its highest in two weeks as gains in financials were offset by weakness in tech stocks and resource-linked sectors. Meanwhile, global investors turned their focus to the upcoming release of the FOMC minutes on Wednesday and the U.S. non-farm payroll due later in the week for clues about the Federal Reserve's next actions. Domestically, Electricity Minister Nkosiento Ramokope said early in the week that South Africa needs to ensure that it upgrades and expands the nation's electricity grid to avoid another energy crisis in the future. He added that ESCOM is nearing the end of daily power cuts as warmer weather returns towards the end of the year. A quick trip around Africa. Kenya's annual economic growth picked up to 5.3% in the first quarter of 2023, compared with downwardly revised growth of 3.7% in the prior three-month period. It's the strongest growth rate in a year amid a sharp rebound in the dominant agriculture sector. Agriculture, Kenya's biggest economic sector and employer, expanded by 5.8% in the first quarter after four consecutive quarters of decline amid favorable weather conditions. Additionally, the growth in accommodation and food service sector nearly doubled. Conversely, declines were observed in manufacturing and construction. Kenyan health tech firm and e-pharmacy platform Maidawa has received a $20 million capital injection from private equity investor Alta Semper Capital. The new investment marks Alta Semper's entry into digital healthcare in Africa. Similarly, the health tech startup has also announced acquisition of Uganda's Guardian Health for an undisclosed sum. The pharmacy chain operates around 19 new stores in locations in Kampala and neighboring regions. Maidawa says the acquisition is its first step in international expansion as it continues to seek potential acquisitions, collaborations and promising startups situated across Africa. Founded in 2016, the health tech firm provides consumers across the region easy access to safe, affordable healthcare products and medical services through a proprietary technology-based solution. The company controls and provides all its operations, including logistics in-house, to ensure service levels. Angola's annual economic growth decelerated sharply to a two-year low of 0.3% in quarter one of 2023 from 2.6% in the previous three-month period. The all-important oil sector contracted 8%, contributing negatively by 2% to the overall GDP variation amid the double blow of low prices and reduced oil production due to oil-filled maintenance in February and March. On the other hand, transportation was the activity with the highest growth, making a positive contribution of 0.81 to the GDP as a result of increase in regional and intercontinental flight frequencies and the expansion of the bus fleet. The extraction of diamonds and other mineral sectors also expanded solidly, boosted by high production of diamonds in the Luax and Shegi mines on a seasonally adjusted quarterly basis. GDP shrunk by 1.1%. 
Zimbabwe's inflation rose more than expected in June, coming in at 175.8% year-on-year amid a severely weakened domestic currency. A closer look at the major CPI basket item shows food inflation came in at 255.6% year-on-year, while utilities registered 169.1% year-on-year. 11 of the 12 CPI sub-indices recorded a month-on-month growth in June. Food staff increased by 104.2% month-on-month, while while non-food items rose by 49.5% month-on-month. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at With The Dawn.